Hey, everybody, welcome again to the Padreplegics podcast. The whole crew is here, and we have a special guest, Mr. Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson is a quad rugby player attempting to be in the Paralympics quad rugby team. I'll let him tell you most of the goodies, but without further ado, Mr. Joe Jackson, how are you today? Doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We always appreciate it. We always like to hear every new people's stories and all those kind of things. But again, I always start with the same questions. So everybody's on the same page. Tell us what your level of injury is, what your disability is, uh, how, how you got the disability and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. I am a C6 incomplete quadriplegic and I was playing football for um, my high school team on varsity, and we were getting ready for a semi-state semi final game, and uh, I mean semi-final state football game. And I went over to help on a tackle because we just thrown an interception during a scrimmage, and I broke my C6 vertebrae. So then I was air vac to St. Joe's Hospital. Um, I was only 16 years old, junior in high school, just gotten my driver's license, just got my car. Um, so yeah, I was over there for, this was in 2005, um, in November, right before Thanksgiving. And I got out in February, so about three months in rehab. And uh, yeah, so I, my goal was pretty much to just get back to high school and graduate with my class. I was able to do that in 2007, um, discovered the movie Murderball, which I'm sure a lot of pods did back then. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get into this. You know, it's, it's fast paced. It's contact. I like contact sports. Um, I could be an athlete again. So did that. Uh, started, went to ASU in fall of 2007 as well for industrial engineering. Haven't finished it. Kind of put that on the side and found rugby and just kind of been rolling with that ever since. Um, my father and I also founded the Joe Jackson Foundation just because we wanted to give back uh, to the community because the community raised so much money for me and I just wasn't expecting it. And you kind of learned that like to be able to be active, it costs a lot of money, you know. Instead of $150 for some basketball shoes or whatever, it's like five grand for a custom chair. So, yeah. 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 A lot. Hey, Joe, what's the, uh, what's the current status? I know the Paralympics are this summer, uh, but I guess you haven't really been able to practice or as so, a team. What's going on now? Uh, that's not necessarily true. The, club team hasn't been able to practice uh, like the team at ability 360 um, but at ability they're still allowing like one person per court and we're gonna have practice in May so it's gonna amp up but in um, January that was our first practice like as a team for like a year well 10 months 11 months mm-hmm. so we were able to do that when I um when I first when I first started working at Ability that's when I I met um I met Joe never heard anything about rugby nothing and um somebody was like oh you guys you gotta come see rugby you gotta come see rugby I'm like what the hell is rugby 
Like, I just didn't know. And I tell you, the first time I seen the, these guys on the court and actually seen it, I mean, I tell everybody about rugby. Like, you got to see it. It is out of this world. And when I mean that these are the, they practice. I mean, if you see their practice and their warmups and what they do to get ready to play a game, I mean, it's 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 insane. It's like literally in, insane. Um, so it is, you know it is. I don't know how y'all do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how you do it. Yeah. You know, it, it is literally insane. They go, you know, that the parking lot, they go up and down that parking lot in their chairs. They like, they, their workout is insane. Um, you know what? And can you tell us something? I know you guys have like this camp that you go to um, for, for rugby players. Can you tell us about that camp? Yeah. So uh, we have training camps every month. And right now they're like about anywhere from six to 14 days long. Um, so in January, that was like 14 days. And then March, that was 12. April, that was six days. I'm getting ready to go back um, the 12th of this month to the 23rd. Um, and that's where they're going to let us know like which 12 we're going to be traveling to Tokyo. So it's a, it's a big camp. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of training. Two, two a days for two and a half to three hours um, each session. Uh, just kind of, you know, scrimmaging and going over the basics again and just kind of getting our team to, to gel and play as one. What did, uh, what did it feel like for you being an athlete injured as an athlete to be able to find something that you can be athletic and be competitive in again? How did that feel? And what, you know, what were, what were some of the thoughts maybe that were going through or emotions that were going through? Um, just excited to be able to, to do that again because you know you, you grow up playing sports and, and all of a sudden you have this traumatic traumatic uh, experience and you're like uh, now what but like I needed that um, it just helped being an athlete like having that competitive drive and kind of putting that towards therapy and, and looking at it like that as like a, a game more than like I need this even though yeah I, I did need it but I think it helped a lot for just to kind of develop who I am now. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, when you think about development as who we are, right? I mean, you said 2005, that's 16 years ago, right? So, I mean, the development into who you are right now and the successes that you've had and the successes that you look to possibly be even ramping up at this point, right? Um, was that a major part of you being able to develop through – the hard times, and we always talk about the, the peaks and valleys of what it is to be disabled, you know, like, was that part of what helps you get back up to those peaks when you get to the valleys? Um, I'd say some of it, and then just having, like, family support, like, just, they were so positive through all of it, um, then you got the athletic drive, that helps, and then friends, like, my friends and family, they were, like, my rock, I wasn't, like, an emotional guy, but I was always calm through like everything just like oh okay all right what's next okay cool all right i'll do that all right what's next so it definitely played a part big role yeah. sounds like you're coachable too definitely coachable yeah yeah that's a that's a real asset you know i mean in anything in life you know to to be willing to say hey you know what do i gotta do and you know okay i guess this is what i do so 
yeah did that do um do you did that help you with the recovery process like when you're going through rehab and stuff were you were you able to to take that same stance when you went through rehab and be like okay yeah this is what i gotta do or was it a little more difficult no i i thought it was easy i was like man football is way harder than this like just because <laughs> we would play out in like 100 degrees weather and it was like so hot you know and i don't know i just thought football was hard and i was like all right this this is different um i'm learning my body all over again but mm-hmm. it can still i can still have fun with it and you know like i was 16 just being able to like joke around with my therapist or mess around with who I was there and just kind of just make a game out of everything. You know, one thing, um, Joe, you tell us, like, I know that um, you're, you guys team have accomplished so much um, or whatnot. I'm like, I think you guys are like one of the like top, the best, aren't you? Uh, which team, club or club ball or like international rugby? Like I'm just, at, I, I, I want to say, cause I really, I know more about, um, the, just the rugby team first like I don't know about international but I know okay. you guys have played like all like people from Germany because I remember when you guys played Germany and yeah. um, things of that nature so but I know that you guys have like hit some like high um, high status in, in like the rugby community because so you sure. tell us about some of the stuff you guys done um, probably since like the heat in the 2000s have always been like the top three or four teams and when I joined they were like number two or something like that. But we won uh, the division one national champion back to back in 2014 and 2015, probably would have won it in 2016, but the Paralympic team, which had Joe and Ernie on it, they didn't qualify for the Paralympics for Rio. So they had to take them, like a lot of the guys in the league that were on the Paralympic team didn't play that season, that like final postseason. So hmm. they they didn't get to play. So we had to go D2 and then we took fourth, which is whatever. But, and then we came back strong in 2017 and then won it again. And uh, 2018, we tried to defend our title, but we didn't, we weren't able to do it, took second. Um, 2019 took fourth unfortunately and then this last season before it got cut we were ranked number two so we were gonna fight for that title again you know when you talk about quad rugby i know some people are listening some people are watching um for those who are newly disabled and maybe have not seen the movie murder ball um and i don't want to get we don't have to get too deep into this rabbit hole of what the rules and everything of quad rugby is, but can you give us a, a gist of what quad rugby as the sport is? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, we play with a volleyball. It's four on four and we're in these armored chairs and it's like aggressive bumper cars with strategy. You know, it's, it's chair and chair contact, hit, hit, hit. Um, it's fast. And it, then it kind of depends on your function as far as what your class will be um so yeah so yeah that's one of the things like i think people that are listening may like want to know i mean when you look me talk about classes it's kind of like everybody is able to compete right like your your levels of injury um just depending on how hard you're willing to work or how uh, right well 
I wouldn't say how hard you're willing to work. It's more like, you know, I'm a C6 and my triceps are impaired. So with that, like you're probably going to either, either be a 0.5 or one. Anyone with triceps will be like a one, 1.5 or a two or higher. And it goes all the way up to 3.5 with uh, 0.5 increments. And uh, so many two, points on the court at one time. You can have eight points on the court at one time with four people. Um, so you're, yeah, you're, that's how they kind of make it inclusive, make it right? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's kind of more of an inclusive game for for people who have all different levels, you know. Um, so I'm, I, I think it's super cool. I tried it out a couple times. Um, I'm not a push chair kind of guy. I'm just saying, um, you know. But <laughs> for those who are, it's awesome. It's I hear you. Cool, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I, if I remember right, Sean, isn't it about like li- like chauffeurs and you know <laughs> that sort of thing? I mean, is that what we're talking about here? Well, you know, when you got a certain kind of lifestyle, right? Uh, Pushing is just not your thing. <laughs> John likes to park in the middle of the court and just fight with people. Yeah. I want to be the coach. I want to scream at everybody. Right? You Man, know, the, yeah, the crazy, the crazy thing is, is that you would think when you see it, I was like, I can do this because I will fight. I'm like, as soon as you ram that chair into me like that, it's fighting time. Like, oh. I don't care. No, yeah, I would be, but they are the nicest men. Uh, like the group, uh. and ain't just men either. It's women also. That actually play, but are like you think they got attitudes? Like they do this because they let some steam off. It got to be something because it is rough, it's loud, and oh, yeah. it is a rough game. And it they fall, off, you know. See that that that's got me the falling, the falling, and the running into the chairs. I'm I'm like literally violent, so I it just I'm not yeah. Flip over sometimes. That's always fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, to see them change those tires when those tires go bad and how they pop them up and change them. I said, oh, Lord, this is too much for me. Too much for me. So I, like I said, I, I really respect you guys because like you guys work out so much. It's, it's like I said, I like watching it. I'm a fan now. Joe, I'm in the same camp as you. Joe, uh, uh, who's your rival? Who's the big rival in, in, in the U.S. and then internationally? I mean, you guys must have... You must have a team that you just love to go against her. Um, I'd say for our club ball, we, I mean, there's, there's so many like good, good top teams, but U of A, cause they're 90 minutes away. Arizona. Yeah. The wild. Yeah, they're definitely our rival. And then internationally it's, it's Canada cause they're just above us. Right. I think that the sport originated in Canada, didn't it? It did. It was originally yeah. called Murder Ball, hence the movie, but. Yep. Can't market Murder Ball, so. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Time out. The Canadians invented something called Murder Ball? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? I'm not it's buying. Intuitive. Uh, I'm not buying. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to market Murder Ball, so they had to change the name, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, that, I think nowadays you could probably do it, you know? I mean. Maybe, yeah. I watch people get kicked in the face and get knocked out for a living. So I'm sure you could probably market murder ball to somebody. <laughs> yeah. So look, Joe, I know that, you know, we've been talking a lot about sports, um, but, you know, we like to talk a lot about life stuff too. life stuff too. You know, you, I'm sure you have a life outside of sports. Um, 
And one of the things I like to know, especially you being a C6, right? And I'm a C5, C6 incomplete. Um, what do some of your daily regimens look like? Do you have caregivers? Do you do all of your own, you know, bowel bladder type of stuff? Like how, how does that work for you? I do not have a caregiver. Um, I got married last year, but she does not help me with any of that. Um, the same thing. She's oh, hey, whoa, whoa, time. Let's stop right there. Why is that? Right. Why is that? Okay. Joe? All right. Okay. Here, look. I want to hear this. Too. <laughs> you know, I, we're split right. on this. I think we're split on this one right here. So, so Joe, I just want to ask you, why is that? Why is what? That that your wife doesn't help you with anything? Because I don't need her help with any of that personal stuff. I mean, you know, like I got her when I was sixteen, so. Like my goal was one, learn how to learn how to cap myself so my parents don't need to come to my friend's house and do it. So that was a goal. And then it's like, all right, figure out how to, you know, do handle bowel care. All right. So that's every other day. I don't need my parents to come to my dorm and do it. Right. I don't want to go home and do it. So it's just like these little goals I would set so that I could be independent, you know, and you know, just live life and not need a caregiver just I mean some people need it and that's okay but I learned at a younger age to like not have to depend on someone else so you know with my function I was able to do it and you know now like we travel anywhere and everywhere and do all all the cool stuff that we can and it's just nice so like daily daily routine you know wake up get dressed um if it's that day I will do my bowel care. It's every other day for me. Um, and then calf when I feel like I need to. I used to do like every four hours. Where I was like, okay, you learn your body. And like you, you get these certain feelings. You're like, okay, I got to go. Or, or you don't and you stick to your hours. And that's fine. But I was able to learn that. And I kind of just go when I know I need to go. And um, yeah, like. I just got back from Mexico. So like we travel and have fun and just figure it out. Nice. So Joe, yeah, I think Sean was right. We're a little split here because you, you kind of brushed over something that is a pretty big topic in the, in, in our community is you're married, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Very happy for you. Um, so you're going to have to give us some knowledge on this because we like to share relationship advice with the community here. Yeah. Cause you know how, you know how it is. I'm pretty sure you know how it is in the dating world. <laughs> so when we find somebody that is successful, I want you to share it. Yeah. Okay. How, okay. So how did, how did you close this deal? How did you make it happen? I mean, what, <laughs> how did this fall into place? What did Ability you do? sign that deal, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah. How did you how did you get that kind of what happened? <laughs> so um I she my wife, she used to work at Ability 360 as a rec therapist. And like the rugby guys were notorious for like hanging out with the interns, you know, it's like, oh, new intern. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and so uh yeah, like they just I mean, we hung out a lot and she liked me, I liked her, and we just kind of, you know, we were friends at first and then became more. Um, so happy it did. And uh, but I always looked for someone that was kind of like in the medical 
feel because they can like you know like oh I get it okay I understand or this is this is cool tell me more or like you know if you're having a rough day like she can help me out but I my rough days aren't like needed for bowel care it's more like I drop something behind the dresser I might need help getting that but you know it's not it's not the um the medical side but still having someone kind of understand like oh okay I get it like you might need you, you do things differently and that's okay mm-hmm. which is huge because if if she didn't and then she, it wouldn't yeah. work out it would not work out yeah I mean there and there are a lot of people that don't understand that's that's mm-hmm. a very good point you know right. to have someone who has that understanding right off the bat is mm-hmm. is really amazing it's priceless <laughs> it is it's it's priceless you don't have to have those conversations you know what I'm saying because they already know you know you basically just filling in filling in blanks a little <laughs> bit because I mean what they learn in school isn't gonna it's not like what she's seeing it's not like oh right it's totally right. different but with a little bit of understanding and then a little mm-hmm. bit of teaching and then understanding that like okay if I need your help I'll ask don't just jump in yeah and I think you know with everybody's situation being a little different too mm-hmm. um you know it it communication is a major issue um yeah. you know from like I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day who was asking me why is it that you don't have a wife right there's there's many reasons I can I can go into right but for one of them is for me it's very very difficult when I'm managing the lives of six to fifteen to twenty to thirty sometimes other mostly women right that are always around me and then I also have a mother who's around me and then I also have aunts around me and all this different stuff right like to bring somebody into a circle of that many women who are part of your life, right? It is extremely difficult to try to get somebody who's not in a medical field or not in say a nursing type of situation or whatever, where they understand that a need is there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not women just being part of your life. You need Eric's sign. You you have the dangers <laughs> over. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, but it's true. It's so hard. Like, it, and then, you know, I've, I've been down the road before. I just swerved at the very end, you know? Um, <laughs> okay. Before I hit the sign, I swerved, right? Um, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, like, so for, for me, when you date, it's a very hard thing to do. If you're just meeting up with a regular somebody to try to explain to them why it is you have all these people that come to your house, why it is you have six to eight women that see you naked on a daily basis right like it's like it's a very difficult thing and for you like you you know congrats to you on being able to do all of your stuff by yourself like that's a very like that's a you know you are that's a huge hill or huge hurdle that you pass through you know for sure i appreciate it i'm gonna tell you i don't want i don't want no man Been there, done that. Look at me. Been there, done. <laughs> going, I'm just gonna throw that. I'm just gonna throw that in there. Yeah, it, I mean, it's tough. It's tough business. Look, you got two guys. That, I mean, Don, we might as well consider you married. You might as well. I don't know why you're not. You might as well be married. Pretty close. So yeah. It's two to two. 
<laughs> so we always have these splits, but yeah. So for you, well, I, I, go ahead, Dom. Oh, I, I totally get it um, with what Joe is saying and not wanting somebody else to do your care. That's maybe part of the relationship. I always felt that way too. Um, but the person I'm dating now uh, is a registered, registered nurse and uh, she does help me out and it's working out great. So I guess, yeah, relationships are different. And, uh, but I, you know, I can see both sides of that. So, and congratulations, Joe. I didn't know you were married. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. So, um, I was going to say like, I know she's actually part of the WAGS community. Um, so she'll like advocate for stuff or like kind of give people advice if they ask for it. And I think a lot of people that have caregivers or their wives as caregivers kind of like they they make it work some don't and they're like angry but the ones that make it work are able to find like shower time like time to be intimate throughout that which is very important so for sure yeah, it is it, and that's that's a top, a major topic of conversation we have here too is is, is intimacy um you know for you guys uh intimacy uh, do you have feeling do you have a full function when it comes to those those type of situations i mean how does how does that work um, is she is she disabled too or no no she's not um right. i ha i do have feeling which is very helpful as far as like ejaculating fully it's like hit or miss like sometimes sometimes it doesn't sometimes it does and if it does, it takes a lot of work and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> right? You don't want to just reflect you, right? Yep. It, it, does, it really you. doesn't feel that great. Let's get, let's get to y'all. I'd be thanking God I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have to use something like a magic Hitachi magic wand or as you have to use something like yep. that? Yeah. A vibratory stimulator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And look, and it's, and it's rough business sometimes. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's cool, I guess, you know, it's just not like when you're in AB and you're like, oh yeah, that's great. And then when now, like it's not, it's really not that pleasurable. No. So. <laughs> you know, I, I think and I only, and I, I only do it because I think it's healthy to continually stay up on top, right? Like yeah. to stay on top of that, it's healthy. It's healthy for you as you get older. It's releases testosterone, all these different things in your brain that, that deal with mental health and all those kind of things. Uh, but yeah, I got, I'm with you, man. It is not fun. Uh, it is painful. It is, and once you have a feeling of autonomic dysreflexia like that, sometimes you can be terrified that it's going to happen again. Yeah. You know, Yep. like you just, you're just wheeling down the street and, oh shit, my bladder's full. Here comes that feeling, and now you know it, right? Because you did it on your own and per on purpose, right? So you're like, ah, shit, I'm, you know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. It's so crazy. I'm there telling there. you, it's it's a wild <laughs> thing. So uh, when it comes to actual relations, and if you don't want to get into this, just let us know. Um, if you listen to our last episode when we posted, <laughs> Lorana don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not shy. Oh, hey, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm open sexist. We all grown and I think everybody need it. <laughs> I agree. I agree everybody, with that too. Everybody um, needs it. When it
when it comes, are, are you primarily laying down or have you figured out ways to use different tools or different things to be able to be in different positions, I guess? Um, yeah, so laying down is one. Uh, on top is definitely possible, but not. It's like 30 seconds and I'm done. I'm out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's tiring, man. And then uh, there we have the, what's it called? Spectrum? Intimate Rider? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are nice. Hold on, hold on. You know, hold on. in theory, they're nice. If you're a para, super. They're great. Yeah, right? What but is it? Is, is, what is it? It's called the Intimate the intimate rider. Oh, I'm 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 taking notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, it's like a seat that allows you to rock. It's yeah, very and they have the slide ones too, right? You, yeah, so there's, there's rock there's slides, yeah. Fast, whatever. Look at LaRonda. She's all like uh, taking notes here. And write that down. I told, I am taking notes. I'm gonna Google this. Yeah. I'm gonna Google this shit when I'm done. Rider, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I've been I use uh, so there's this thing made by Hot Octopus. Okay. I don't know, and it's it's it ha it's like a, it's a it's a vibratory stimulator, right? But it's it's for and it's for both sides. Okay. So what happens is is it cups around the penis, and then it has a stimulator on the other side, so she can be on top of you. Right. And she gets the stimulation from that one side, whereas you get the vibratory stimulation from the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not and it won't fly off or whatever. And it can be controlled through your phone. Right. So you can speed it up. You can have all different speeds and different, you know. So I don't know if that's something that you've ever heard of or. Yeah. You want to look as, into you, it. as you can see, as you, as you can see, Sean, a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Sean knows look, he knows I'm open to this stuff. stuff. Yeah, no, it's great. Stuff. I think right. uh, Sean, you were the one that introduced me to that uh, nitro nitroglycerin, the cream. Nitro bid. Yeah. Explain mm -hmm. that to so that's a nitro paste, right? So when you have AD, say you had a bad AD thing and they send you to the hospital, right? What they would do is put on nitroglycerin or give you a nitroglycerin tag. What they have is this paste, it's called NitroBid, and you can get it from your doctor, right? You can write your prescription for it. And it tells you to put on, you can put on like a, a size of a, I don't know, like a bean, right? Like a, or a pea, right? You can put it on your skin and then you can have sex. And then when you have an orgasm, the autonomic dysreflexia itself is much lower, right? Because the blood... I mean, doesn't run to your head. Your head, you don't get a pounding headache, right? But then you can still ejaculate. Um, hmm. the, the goal is to try to find how much of it works for you, right? Like how much you need. And then, you know, where it's, you know, there's pros and cons to it, obviously. Um, you know, nitro paste is going to lower your blood pressure. So there's pros and cons to it. But if that's also something to use if, you know, you say you have really... Uh, you know, painful AD symptoms for ejaculation. You could try that. And then right afterwards, all you have to do is wash it off. 
and it's gone. The 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 symptoms are, are gone in like 10, 15 minutes at most. So mm. oh, uh, write it down, good. take a picture. Yeah. I don't give a right. <laughs> you got his number, send him a text, he'll be quick. Yeah, he'll text you back real, he'll text you back real fast. Sean knows Sean knows all the stuff. <laughs> That's good to know though. Like I didn't know about that. Right. Yeah. So ask your doctor about it. So like he'll give it to you and you and I think it's somebody it's something that every quad should have, even just like if you carry a fanny pack or in your chair or anything, because if anything were to happen as far as AD symptoms, right? By putting that on there, you're giving yourself a lot more time before it becomes something very dangerous, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyways. Well, uh should we start calling you the love doctor i'm just asking yeah i mean i don't know about love doctor the pleasure man there you go don there you go don i need to join in represent don yes i'm ready to represent i should have i wish i should have got my socks That'd have been too much, you think? I mean, we probably would not have seen it. Oh, I would have moved the camera so you can see that. <laughs> and so, obviously, they're football fans. Are you still a football fan, Joe? Yeah, uh, Cardinals all the way. Oh Jesus! That's why I, I just I can't I can't say you are from Arizona. Sorry. Hey, at least you guys got teams that win for much longer. So, you know. Joe, are you doing any coaching? Sorry, were, you, were you doing some coaching for football? Or? No, no, no coaching. No. All right. It seemed like you'd be really good at that. Yeah, I heard like a lot of people say, like, yeah, you'd be a good coach. I was like, huh, that's cool. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> You're too busy with the, yeah, with yeah. the rugby, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, the personal goals come before you, you know like i think that's a that that you're right that you're doing the right thing like you you only have a certain amount of time to be able to accomplish those personal goals yeah. so being able to do that first is, is a, i think is a, is a good thing afterwards when you're you know as old as don is right i mean geez when, you, when you've seen the dinosaurs then oh god he's done <laughs> then you can start coaching people See, see, Don from Wisconsin. That's why Don be so fly all the time, too. That's right. You know it. Really? It's in our, it's in our genes. It's in our, it's in our Wisconsin DNA. It's so in the cheese, but you know. I don't know about them Arizonans. That's a cheese. Look at me. I don't know about them Arizonans and the Michigans. Just trying to stay out of the heat. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> You're going to start uh -huh. something, LaRonda. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know about them, right, Don? We don't know about them. We just know about us, Wisconsin. Do you know how? Did you notice how Minnesota has been completely absent from the conversation? Right. Yeah, you're not involved. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Minnesota is just irrelevant. Too um. nice. <laughs> so, Joe, what do you do for? I mean, what do you have uh, uh, an occupation, or are you just training right now? Just training and. Um, Actually, my dad and I are working on an assisted living facility, kind of like a group home setting for the elderly. So, I mean, COVID hit and that kind of shut it down, but it's 
it's like it's do or die like you gotta do it you gotta get through the covid and just do it and go from there so um are you looking for medicare funded access funded how, how's that how do you even work that right now we're just looking for privately funded i know Loranda was talking to me that there's a way to actually do it with medicare i think you said so i'm i'm gonna have to talk to you later to kind of figure out exactly how you're how you're thinking of doing yours just to kind of see but we were thinking privately um you know there's different things i've i've owned a home health care business now for 21 years um so there's different there's different ways to go about it um and it, and it all has to do with reimbursement rates and oversight and all these different things different ways uh it's a you know it's it's a tough business to get into um i not that i would steer you away from it by any means i'm not trying to do that so i had this conversation with Veronica just a couple days ago didn't i yes you um, did you know, there's there's ways to make money, and it's a good place for people in our situation to be able to inspire others, talk to others, tell them what we've been through, how, and understand how they may need things to live, right? Right. Um, but there's also pitfalls to it when you deal with governmental agencies. There's pitfalls to it when you deal with private cares, right, or private pays, because they miss a payment. What do you do, right? Like, right. Right. I don't want to throw them out, but you know, you know those type of things. Um, but I wish you the best. It, it's a it's a place where you can make money. Um, people are always getting older, right? Yeah, always. And always, there's always going to be gonna people go who need care. So if you ever need anything, um, you can get you can contact me or Laronda. I know Laronda's working on one right now. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, appreciate yeah. that. But Sean is a goat. He's been doing it for 21, what, 20 some years? 21, so, yeah. 20, yep. 21 years. So, you know, he's sure. doing something right. <laughs> yeah. He's got yeah. Some knowledge. It's just a little different. Like, I do mine. Um, mine are based on private insurances mostly. Um, you know, auto accidents, right? Workers' right. comp, mm -hmm. uh, things of that sort. Because uh, it's a little bit easier to navigate, I guess, in a way. Um, because most of those people are covered for life and it's the reimbursement rates are fairly even, right? Like, you know, you start right. talking about Medicaid access, Medicare, right? They only reimburse certain amounts for certain things and then billing becomes a hassle because they have different codes for each thing that the, mm -hmm. the nurse does. So then you have to have these books of codes that you have to then start plugging in and figuring out right and it does a lot of paperwork really you know right but hopefully after thursday if i get this job i will officially be retired from the home health care business oh. and that's somebody will be running it for me right so um other tickets in our future i mean sure absolutely well, congratulations, I hope you didn't put us congratulations. Yeah, that's well, awesome. I, I did put Eric as a reference. Don. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the highway to the danger zone? Really? Come on now. Yes. Yeah. But um, so I don't know. We'll see. Right. It's a government job. So 
I'd be working for Mr. Ducey, Mr. Doug Ducey. Mm. Um, so. <laughs> I hear he's a wonderful man to work for. <laughs> Congrats, man. That's cool. But again, I don't have it yet, so we'll see. Oh, when, you know? when he get on my nerve, I'm calling you. <laughs> yeah, actually, how far how far removed are you from his ears? I would like to know that. <laughs> I have to give him monthly reports. Maybe we can oh, slip a couple okay. notes in those monthly reports. <laughs> Maybe right. I'm going to be slipping some notes in those monthly reports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, Mr. Ducey. If you hear this, you're a fantastic man. Well, by the time I look of, forward to working with you. Right. By the time he sees this, you're already going to have a job. <laughs> I'm like, get fired. <laughs> no, no, you won't. Tell him you're going to send me, uh, tell him Lorena going to visit him. If he can't handle this kind of heat, he doesn't belong in where he's at. I'm sorry. Right. Sure he can. Right. 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 So, Is there no? When you talk about the home care, right? You're talking about housing. Is that a? Is that something that you're going to be doing under your nonprofit, or is that going to be a for-profit business? That'll be a for-profit. Just something totally different. Um, but we wanted to do it because we wanted to give people quality care and not like just the horrible care that they do at, at nursing facilities. No offense, but like, it's just, they're just understaffed for the most part, right? Too many people, not enough people that are working. So we wanted to do that uh, mainly because my grandfather was having to deal with that. And we just found it was so much better when we had one person working with him and all that good stuff. So that's kind of where that idea came from. And that's, you have the, awesome. You have yeah. the, the house already? Yeah, I have the house. The uh, house is set up. It's ready to go. Just working on how many beds? How many beds? Uh, we have five beds. Okay. You, oh, know, you know how much you're going to be expecting in income per bed? We are looking at around. You don't have to tell us. I just wanted yeah, to. I know. mean, yeah, we know. We know what we want. He <laughs> 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 Oh, he, he already know. He already, he already know what you can get per bed, um, Joe. He already, he already know. But like I said, but you know what? It's a good thing because you're right. You know, our loved ones. I say, I always say, I always say that I think that these agencies need to be ran um, by individuals with disabilities because you know, my, my, it was the same thing with my grandmother. My grandmother threw her in a nursing home, assistant. She was, you know, she went down here within six months, you know, understaffed, not getting the clean, getting the proper care and, you know, just all of that, um, just all of that. So I'm happy for you. Um, I, I'm learning, but if there's anything that I can do or, um, you know, anything I can do, I'm willing to um, share whatever knowledge I have. Appreciate that. I'm also learning, so. <laughs> Disrupt the system, my man. The system mm -hmm. is set right now for everyone to die. And I no, don't let anybody tell you any different. Mm -hmm. And what you are is a disruptor. And what we all should be is disruptors. So the system then eventually will have to move to what we do. Exactly. 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 It, it will be, the system will be depicted by us. And mm -hmm. we'll be able to then negotiate rates for all these different places places for different people and care and all stuff like that where as opposed to where they set limits and then you have to live under those and they have no idea they don't even have a clue what it takes exactly 
healthy in one of these systems and he's exactly so, exactly congrats exactly. to you on that i wish you the best of luck my man and Appreciate uh, and success and uh hopefully in the future when you do have success then you can say parvet because of me uh, <laughs> hey oh, absolutely man you've been doing it for a couple decades so why not He's a mess. He's a hot mess. Wow. Well, you guys, look at me. I got to go to my next appointment. You know, Tuesdays are my busy, busy days. All right. So, so let's I'm wrap so- it up. Later. I'm sorry. Later. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got things I got to do. Meetings. I'm a busy yeah. woman. And everybody, you know what I understand? Why everybody want to do it on a Tuesday? Like, dang. Everybody want to meet on a Tuesday. How's Tuesday? How's Tuesday? Ain't that stupid? Well, yeah, it's quadriplegic day. <laughs> right. It's like, golly. That's why I picked the Tuesday. Because it's like, it will work. Because don't nobody else want to do that really on a Tuesday. Yeah, everyone's say. like, you're not doing anything. You're only doing a podcast. I mean, <laughs> what's that? You can interrupt. Oh, no, you don't know how many people I kicked to, to the curb for this slot. Yeah. I kick a lot of people to the curb for this lot, like literally. Hopefully, you lot. have you have a slot enough to read the email that I sent back to everybody yesterday and got no responses from. Oh, I was at I was at the gun range, I think. Um, well, good for you. Let me let me look at it right now. Oh, now look, Eric didn't even look at. It. He's the producer of the show. Come out of here. Hey. <laughs> Anyways, last thoughts before we get out of here. (laughs) Mr. Eric Kenning. Joe, I look forward to to hearing that you're going to the Paralympics, my friend. And it's just been a wonder to have you here. I'm so glad that we caught you in the hall and decided to put you on the show. Seriously, I I was looking for a guest and Lauren is like, this guy. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. And you know, it's it's a wonderful thing where at Ability360, I mean, we have so many fantastic people that are there. And, you know, Joe, you're definitely one of them. We're absolutely, I'm absolutely happy to have you on the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get this produced and get you on, on the air so that people can see who you are. Mr. Don Price. Yeah, Joe, thank you so much for being here. And uh, congratulations on your foundation. I, I think that's fantastic. I know people that have received chairs and equipment through your foundation. So that, kudos to you and your dad for doing that. And uh, man, I, you know, uh, I'm, a, like, I'm a dinosaur, like Sean said. I remember um, seeing on the news when you got hurt, when you were first injured and, uh, you know, seeing you come so far and um, man, congrats. And I will be looking forward to seeing you in the Paralympics. I hope you make it. When He's going to be... He's going to be looking forward to checking into that home you're building there soon in the next yeah, couple right. of years. Yeah, save a room for me. Yeah. Just kidding. Room. You know I love you, Don. You know I, I love you. Know, I know. Miss LaRonda Hart. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I can't wait till they put rugby on TV like they play. Oh, look at this. Text messages. No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> well, anyway. I, I, I can't wait to run these on TV so we can watch it. Everybody can get a, you know, um, experience it or whatnot. So I thank you um, for just coming on. I truly appreciate it. And Paralympics. Shit, my phone's ringing. 
Good luck, yes. Tokyo. You guys are great. Yes. All right. And because everybody like Rhonda, come on. <laughs> and for you, Joe, Joe, you got any last things that you want to say? Uh no, well, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. And you know, if you if you're out there and you want to compete, you know, find that sport, set a goal, and achieve it, do it. I know that's right. Do it, man. That's right. And I thank you again. I thank you for coming on. I, I think I've seen you around before, but I have never actually personally been introduced, I think. I don't think. Uh, so it's glad to – it's a pleasure to meet you. Awesome to hear your story and see how, how positive you are and how, how much you've made of yourself already and you will continue to make of, to make of yourself. Um, you are an inspiration to people all over the place. And I hope you make to not just make it to the Paralympic Games, Bring back that gold because then you're going to come on the show and you're going to be able to hang a gold medal in front of all our oh, faces right. <laughs> and bite it. Well, can we all see you bite it when you're on here and see if it's real gold? I want to know that. I need to know that. Yep. Uh, appreciate right it. Man. All right. Everybody, that's the quadriplegic. We'll be back in a couple of weeks and hopefully Eric will do his job and get the next one out soon. I don't know. Peace. <laughs> You just flew into the danger zone. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. We'll see you. Bye, you guys. Thanks again, Joe. Deuces. Go pack. Go pack. Go pack. Go pack. Go pack.